Welcome to College Sense and Sensibility, where we share first-gen tips for navigating college and beyond. I you Tunde, and with me is my co-host, Emmanuel. Hey, Tunde. So continuing again this week with our council training series, because we know students are on vacation, right? Having fun, catching up, taking summer school. And so we're hoping our counselors can get some um good interest and just kind of keep on with us listening and today we're going to talk about establishing your own counselor network is that what you would say or how would you how would you name it today yeah i think talking about um what we're going to be talking about today is the people that you should be reaching out to to make sure that you are well trained well prepared well equipped to do your job well Absolutely. And I remember when I first started, I always remember that my counseling mentor, like for my internship, told me there's three people that you really want to know. He would say like a veteran counselor, somebody who's been there a while, right? Number one. Number two was an IT person. Ah, well, that's a good one. (laughs) An IT person. And then number three. He would say uh, the custodial staff. Huh. Okay. Do you want to oh, elaborate on some of yeah, those? Yeah. 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 Well, you know, IT, I feel like, hey, you know what? You Sometimes you can maximize things with IT and you can work with them and you can make things really, really efficient that you don't know about. So with technology, so by like getting to know them genuinely, caring about them and providing support for them too, you know, that way we could say, hey, this is kind of what we do, right? Because we're in different worlds sometimes when we're front facing and they might be on the back end doing such hard work. So just having that conversation with IT can sometimes really help you be very efficient with some of the programs that you have and make you work faster as a counselor more efficiently. Um, a veteran counselor, I feel like the connections, right? Maybe it's that they welcome you to the admissions and records office, the registrar office, getting to know the evaluators, and they just kind of do that that real great introduction to kind of a campus resources, somebody that they can connect. And then for the custodial staff, he's like, sometimes you get locked out, sometimes you have an event that you need kind of some support, right? And you just need to be like, get in somewhere and they can just really help you um, just be efficient, set up something quickly or something or help and support you in different ways. And so I feel like for me, honestly, those three were, I think, really great recommendations. But the reality for me is getting to know as many people as I can genuinely and caring for them. Because I believe, I, I believe just naturally, like my mom has always taught me to just, you know, care for everyone, right? Take care of people, help them, support them. Like don't get to know somebody just for them to help you. Get to know some of them because they're a person and a human, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that has always been my thing. Mm-hmm. But of course, as a counselor, sometimes you're going to interact with people a little bit more, Right. So having that that network that you could support each other to me just really helps, um, I think, overall the student. And the reason why is because if you have that positive connections with different people on campus, like I feel like you can definitely get those answers quicker for the student. It could be a warm handoff for the student. So you could say, hey, I know somebody in financial aid really well. This is kind of the time. We're going to walk you over. We're going to talk to them. 
I know somebody in missions and records. Let me connect you with regarding mm-hmm. that fee hold. Mm-hmm. And, and those little pieces just do a lot, right? Do a lot. And, you know, because students come in with everything, you know, from student life. So knowing somebody in student life and that organizations, you never know what you're going to get. Sometimes counseling is the first stop for the student. So just having those networks are one of the biggest, most helpful things that I could sell for the new counselors, right? What do you think? No, I totally agree. I mean, I think... I think at first it, it was it's hard to understand uh, it might be hard to understand the value of it and then as you you know um, are a counselor longer um, I think you kind of <laughs> you you already know like what to go in looking for so for example you know uh, when I would start at a new campus um, after I'd been a counselor for a while I knew I needed to know someone in admissions I needed to know someone you know, have a good report with the front desk or have a um, someone to go to for financial aid questions or login questions. Um, and I think, too, one of the reasons we want to do this, too, is that, yes, it helps us, but also for our students, when students have um, challenges, we don't want to have to send them to person A, who then sends them to C, who then sends them back to A, and then, you know, and then the problem is still not resolved, right? I think students appreciate, you know, kind of what you were already saying, kind of like a one-stop shop. They're hoping for that one-stop shop. And while we don't, while we can't be all things to all people, it really helps when you yourself know how to fish out information and get the right information for students. Gosh, just what you said right there is so key is the right information, right? Is being able to really direct them to that correct office, that correct person, right? I love how you said it. So they're not going from B to D to Z, like so critical because I feel like that turns the student away. Right. And then, you know, like we said, establishing report on our establishing report episode. Right. Like it's okay to get back to students. It's okay when you're brand new. Like it's okay to still be training. Like as a new counselor, I felt like I wanted to make sure I knew everything right away. But I don't get that same question every single day. And even now, like I've been there for like, you know, almost a decade and I still get new questions or I get a question that I was asked in year two. But I haven't been asked since year two, right? And I feel like, oh my gosh, I got it. Like, but now, of course, it's easy as in, like, oh, I know probably who would know that answer. So let me get back to you as a student, right? So, yeah, just really key some of the pieces that you're saying. And I'm just loving it for our new counselors out there. I hope this is helping a little bit, get you off on your right foot. Now, do you feel like for new counselors that, um, this might be a whole other episode, but is it harder to establish a rapport with veteran counselors than with other staff? Because in some ways, you know, there might be power dynamic, right, to consider. Mm-hmm. There might be learning styles and uh, ways of uh, approaching student support. And I'll give you an example of what I mean. So I do have a veteran counselor that I stay in touch with. And one of the things we talked about is, um, you know, how do you, what is your perspective on how to help students help themselves? And this particular counselor, her method of helping students when they were doing, when they were creating SCPs, for example, 
was to do one semester as an example, right, for the student, then send the student home with a, so this is, again, this is what I mean by like the generational difference. This is back when we had paper SEPs. So she would send the students home with a blank one and have them do the rest, right? And then make another appointment and come back in and then they'd work through what the student had done on their own. And so I wonder, like, if you are trying to establish rapport with a veteran counselor and they have a very different view in terms of helping students, do you think that that can um, make it a challenge to establish a good rapport or a good network? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think to me has always been like, I try to learn from everybody. And I've always taken it like, hey, that's one approach. And that might work well for you. And I always feel like, hey, you know what? There's like so many students out there that that approach might be very good for some students, right? It might be very good for them. And I always feel like, cool. So I tell my students all the time, like, look, when you find a counselor and you kind of like their style, you know, it's okay usually to ask for that same counselor again. You don't have to start from scratch, right? You're kind of picking up where you left off. You might like their style and the way that they answer the questions. I, you know, I tell my students, you might not like me because I give a lot of homework. I talk a lot, <laughs> right? And so I believe with establishing that rapport with a, with another veteran counselor that may do things differently just gives you like another tool in your toolbox right and that's how I look at it I think I might not say like that's the wrong way to do it you should not do it that way because I always feel like there's not one right way so I believe that if you're just there to genuinely learn different styles and different approaches you can definitely be open and just kind of hear how they do it listen to it doesn't mean that necessarily you have to do it the same way but you're hearing a different approach. And I think the diversity in approaches and opinions is, is kind of what makes it really, really helpful just to continuously learn. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing that I would say really helped me too in terms of establishing a network, and I think maybe this will be my one thing, um, is I think in terms of making, building relationships with people based on your own experience with them. Okay, so meaning, you know, when you are working in a counseling office, counseling is really unique in most schools because in most community colleges in California, we're one of the few where you've got faculty and classified who uh, work with students. And then um, we also offer courses, right? So we're instructional faculty and Sir, and, and providing a service. So we're very unique in a lot of ways. And we're usually one of the biggest um, offices in terms of staffing, right, on most campuses. And I think, you know, relationally, um, it's important to establish your network based on your own experiences with people and not other people's perspectives, <laughs> right? Because I think um, each person, each uh, like we just talked about the example of how different counselors approach um, even something as basic as an ed plan, that even that perspective can sort of change how you then interact with staff. And so it's important um, just to keep it short and sweet that 
when you are um, establishing your network, it's really important to establish it based on your pure professional experience with other staff members. No, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I'm ready to take some notes right now because, you know, <laughs> right? Just always keep learning, like just like we say at the end. Um, and for the one thing that I would say would be just be genuine and kind. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's Sometimes the thing that I... common sense ain't common. <laughs> I'm, glad, just, you, I'm just, glad you said that. I love... I love like working with people. Uh, I'm sure you know I'm super social. You tend to... <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I love talking. I, I love getting to know everybody. And and I just, I don't know. I just love, love talking. Get it from my mom. Thanks, mom. Shout out there for her. <laughs> um, but I just love learning about people, different stories. And I always think they're more than just a job, right? Like, I think everybody got the story out there. And it's beautiful to just really hear and connect with them and, I feel like, hey, if you're both at the same institution, why not get to know them a little bit about who they are? And then, of course, collaborate on certain projects. And that would be my one thing is just kind and genuine. Get to know people. There's so many cool people out there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you never know what you're going to find out there. And it could also benefit the students and benefit you in your position. So that'd be my one thing. Mm -hmm. I love that. That, That's that's a definitely lead in. So I'm going to say happy Father's Day. If you guys are listening to this, it's right around Father's Day. So even, even though Emmanuel just gave a shout out to his mom and I'm all for moms. <laughs> <laughs> happy Father's Day to the dads listening. Oh, thank thanks. And uh, I can't wait to get my little cards from my girls. Like that just like brightens up my day, their little drawings and stuff. So <laughs> that's what I got to look forward to. Uh, All right, listeners, please remember this podcast is for informational purposes only. Please, please, please also rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps us. We're trying to get the word out there. Um, And Yutende, do you mind letting our listeners know where they can find us at? So listeners, we want to hear from you. If anything we've said today resonates or if you've got a question, you want to make a comment, you can find us at CC underscore sensibility on both IG and Twitter. And you can also email us at CC and sensibility at gmail.com. That's C-C-A-N-D-S-E-N-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y at gmail.com. And until next time, keep learning.